I'm sitting here with Nick Reichert of The Good Couch, post the first annual couch flipping conference. Nick, how'd you, how'd you think everything went? I thought it went really well. I mean, we got about 50 people there. It was, yeah, I thought people, people got a lot out of it. I sure got a lot out of it. I, I wasn't sure, you know, what to expect. We put a lot of work into trying to make it professional and, you know, make it a good experience for everybody. And I think, I, I think I heard a lot of good uh, feedback last night. The after party was fun at Esther's. I enjoyed that. And yeah, I think we're probably going to try and do it and make it an annual thing. So no, I, I had a great time. There are a lot of little details that I thought made it uh, really impressive. Like the fact that you handed out these tote bags made out of couches. Yeah. Through branding on it. The um, the signage you had. There's a lot of little, you know, details that showed there was a thoughtfulness that went into the preparation. Yeah, thanks. Programming was excellent. We had some really heavy hitters. Yeah. That was and the sure. couch flipping industry is kind of surreal to having to have interacted with so many of these people throughout the past year and then to finally see them face to face. Right. And I think everyone that I was speaking to had kind of the same feeling about that. You yeah. Know, it's like, oh my God, like you're that guy. That's um, Mike Griff. That's Here's Mike Griff. I yeah. think the cool. the person that surprised me the most was Big J. Yeah. Jason Big J, Jason Durr, shout out to you. Um I didn't realize that the Big J is because he's big. He is really, <laughs> he's, he's a big guy. <laughs> he's a big guy. So I brought him a yeah. t shirt. Not did not fit him. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to get him like a extra extra large, ship that over to him at some point. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the thing I enjoyed the most about the Couch Conference, everyone was here to connect, network, engage in conversation. And, you know, I've been to a lot of conferences in my time. InsureTech Conference, FinTech Conference, SaaS, just industry-esque conferences that are, you know, pretty professional and big. And, off, like, honestly, I've, I've loathed going to a lot of those conferences in the past it just feels so stuffy people are kind of pompous and they're like rolling through in clicks huh. but I didn't get that feeling at all coming into this conference uh, I felt like everyone was really friendly yep. everyone wanted to chat I think I talked to almost everybody throughout the course of the day so I, I talked to close to 40 people yeah yeah throughout the course of the day yeah uh, so that was a really cool experience and thank you for putting that together bringing you know, the sort of melding of the minds, melding of couch nerds from all across the country, even Canada. Matt's from Canada. We had some Canadian people turn out. Yeah. And um, I think it's the start of something very interesting. Yeah, I think so too. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, really glad you were able to make it. I mean, yeah, like you said, a lot of heavy hitters. Almost all of the big names who I really wanted to go showed up. I hope that, too, every, every one of our businesses from everyone who attended is able to grow a lot this year and use use some of what they learned at the conference to you know facilitate that growth so mm -hmm. it's, I, I just thought it was super interesting that like most of the people that i've engaged with in the past year that have more established businesses couch flipping businesses where they maybe have like a couple employees or they have a brick and mortar those are all the people that came right then there were, of course, people sort of starting out on their journey too, but still very hungry and motivated to do well for themselves and have this ambition of, 
taking things to the next level. Yep. And so there there is something to be said for like the seriousness in which uh, the average attendee is is treating their business right. compared to you know the average person that is maybe just side hustling out of their garage. Right. So what do you think is like post conference what do you think is going to change in the next few years about couch flipping, the people that are getting in it, the viability of this as a you know, as a way to make money for for the average person in the game? Yeah, I I see it as kind of I think that <clears throat> a lot of the folks who've been in it for a couple years have kind of found what they like doing, you know, within the industry. They they've gotten good at what they do. Even though it is such a small niche industry, there's still a lot of like specialization within that. And so a lot of the people who've been in it for a little bit longer are kind of establishing themselves in their markets as uh, you know, maybe the higher end reused or flipping, you know, mid century modern in particular, then that kind of like opens the the path for the next guy to get in and start doing just kind of the get into the game, right? And then they can find their their niche within their specialization within the niche. I think that we'll we'll continue to see that happen. Kind of like how I've said that like, you know, we're here flipping, you know, several couple thousand couches a year and we don't even really touch the online marketplaces very much, right? So so there's room for dozens of other flippers in the Denver market to still flip on Facebook and offer up and so I I, I can just kind of see you know as as some of the pe- people who are in it and decide like you know they get a love for the game they they can kind of keep moving upward and growing their business and it and it allows room for for the next people to get in so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and as people create more established businesses they're going to need workers to be a part of those businesses. So what we have found is that certain flippers get it. Like they understand the value of building a business, building a brand, and they're looking to take things to that next level. Yep. I think the the reality is it is going to be harder for the casual couch flipper to make money in the same way that maybe they could have a couple of years ago. It, it is sure. getting more popular. It is getting more competitive. Ivy Flip has been the subject of a lot of controversy <laughs> leading up to the event. Uh, some of it may be deserved, some of it may be misplaced. I don't know. I'll let other people be the judge of that. But I understand where our detractors are coming from. And I think it comes from somewhat of a place of fear, which is that maybe two, three years ago, they can buy a couch like this for $200. Right. But now, if they go on Marketplace and they try to pick up the same couch, they got to pay 500 600 and they got to be on it like that. Right. And so if they feel that competitive pressure. And at the end of the day, couch flippers are in the game because they want to make money, provide for themselves, their family, and just generally have a better opportunity in life than maybe what they could get on, through traditional employment. And so they feel that opportunity shrinking. And that can be a scary thing. But, you know, no matter how much they, like, people complain about that on Facebook, on a Facebook group or, you know, Facebook post, whatever, 
doesn't change the reality of where the market is moving. Right. And the thing that we were dis- like the thing that was really cool about the conference and almost everyone who's who's speaking and even these, you know, one-on-one conversations I was having is the the number one thing that became clear is if you want to like thrive in the years coming forward you have to diversify yourself off of Facebook Marketplace. Yep. And there's a myriad of strategies out there to enable you to do that. Yep. So, for example, you guys doing all seven figures in revenue a year, a very small portion of your couches come through Facebook Marketplace. Roman, who's about to sell his business, gets nearly 0% of his couches off of Facebook Marketplace. Yep. So the pickup ad strategy that was discussed uh, that's been implement. I've implemented it. It's working for us, and uh, I think that's the the hope. Yep. Right. That's the the hope that there is enough inventory to go around. Uh, we just, as a community, need to get better at learning how to tap into those sources of couches. Yep. And if we can do that, then the this fear of competition, this fear of scarcity, will go away. Right. So that's one of the challenges that I see facing the community that uh, you know, we are starting to have a collective discussion about that was really empowering about the conference. It's like, you know, we want to take our businesses to the next level. And in order to do that, really what we need to do is solve the sourcing problem. Because to your point, re- like when you're selling couches, you're typically not competing with other couch flippers because every used couch is different. Exactly. Yep. And so this used couch is going to meet the taste of one consumer, but probably not the other. And so right. if I have this couch and you have that couch, we're not really competing against each other. Yep. Right? People have a kind of couch that they're looking for, a style that they like, just like they have you know, a style of home that they like or a style of car that they like. Yep. Um, and so it really comes down to finding that quality inventory yep. and being able to un- like develop an audience and understanding the style of couch that fits that audience. Exactly. And if we take that approach, there is more than enough to go around. Right. But we have to be creative in our search for that kind of inventory. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the price point is going to be different depending on the condition of the couch, right? The And different consumers are looking for different price points, different quality. Like, as I talked about yesterday, we, we focus more on just volume, lower price point, uh, not necessarily as high quality. Just just turn them over, sell to the person looking for. Really, the the biggest thing we offer is the delivery, right? So uh, I think most people, if they just need a place to sit, they need a couch. Uh, they they need it delivered. They may not have help, you know, with for from friends necessarily if they're if they're just moving into the area, right? And so that's that's a huge selling point for us and. I think that there's there's yeah like you said a myriad of ways that you can you can kind of attack that problem and and the sourcing there there is just abundant opportunity of where you you're able to source uh, that inventory so yeah the the other thing that I think is going to happen post conference is we've had people developing businesses across the United States and Canada sort of in isolation like not isolation but individually yeah and 
yes, there is a sharing of some information in these Facebook groups, but the conference really marks the first time that everyone has gotten together in the same room, started shaking hands, and developing a relationship that is not online. Yeah. And so there are two things that are happening. One is that the information about how to grow a couch flipping business is becoming more standardized. Yep. And that's, you know, through efforts such as yourself with, uh, you know, having these keynote speakers sharing, you know, coming with a structured presentation about how to grow different aspects of, of their business, of your business. It also comes from things like the podcast that Ivy Flip is doing, where we're having, uh, we're taking these one-on-one -on -one conversations that I was having with flippers behind closed doors, and we're broadcasting them to the public so that now you can listen in and, you know, get tuned into the thought pattern of some of the best flippers in the country and, you know, pick and choose certain ideas that might work for your business. Right. So now the information is out there in a structured way so that if you want to grow your business, you have access to the, to the in insight and the strategies that you need. Um, and then there's some cross-pollination happening, right? Because let's say you have one guy, he's doing couch drops. You have another person, she's selling on Instagram. Yep. You have, uh, you know, another guy, he's created an army yeah. of salespeople yep. that are incentivized with commission. Uh, you have another guy, he's running pickup ads. And there are all these different strategies, all these sort of like unique takes that people have uh, developed and applied to their business that they're sharing with the world. And now everyone's sort of tuning in into each other and be like, oh, that could work for me. That's really interesting. And yep. so now we're learning from one another. And so everyone in the room is now connected. Everyone in the room is now sharing knowledge. And everyone in the room is highly motivated to take their business to the next level. Yep. And so these independently, uh, these businesses that have been growing independently across the nation are now synchronized. Right. And so that is the start of something very, very interesting to me because I think we're at the precipice of something new where... Uh, couch flipping is going to evolve over the next couple years, three, five years, in a way that's really unprecedented. And it's based on this collective action across multiple parties. Right. So it's the birth of an industry. It really is. <clears throat> I think that's what got me so excited to, you know, get the people together here and have, you know, people from across the country come into Denver and just kind of I wanted to acknowledge that the that birth of an industry that's happening and kind of help like guide it through through just kind of putting different different people's methods and strategies out there allowing people to see that there there is a lot more than one way to to run a good profitable couch flipping business but that also there are there are proven strategies and methods and there needs to be some understanding of at least what what those are, and it'll help guide a lot of the you know growth as the industry continues to to move forward. Absolutely. And uh, the final thing I wanted to touch on is Nick. I, I think you have incredible vision. Something that uh, I was telling a lot of other people last night. You know, you are a modest, unassuming guy, very humble as well, but. Um, so you're not very flashy in, in your movements and what you do, but uh, I can see that the, the long 
long-term thinking, long-range thinking is there, and that's rare. Not a lot of people have the ability to see into the future and execute in the way that you have. I'll give a couple examples. Like, you were you started this company with your partner, what seven, eight years ago, yep. before couch flipping was ever a thing, and you know even before Ryan Pinedo was putting out videos, like you had this idea that this could become something bigger than just flipping couches on Craigslist, and then throughout those years, you took a lot of steps that no one else would or has in trying to reverse the perception around used furniture and build a brand for yourself. For example, offering returns on used couches instead of just selling them as is, or picking up any and every couch that's offered up to you to show that the pickup service is reliable. Right. Or planting a tree or you know, offering a portion of your pros profits to sustainability efforts, even though that's you know, clearly money out of your pocket. Or even what you guys are doing with the, the, the f uh, materials recycling here. You have a little uh, station where you're cutting up leather from couches you can't salvage, and then you're turning that into handbags, wallets, etc. This entire area of your shop that we're sitting in that you're renting out to other flippers. Yep. And, you know, talk about competition and fear of the market changing. Arguably, you have the most to lose by other people getting into the game and, you know, opening up a shop next to you. And you're like, come on in. Right. Come on, guys, let's go. Yeah. You know, um, anything, anything you want to know about my business, how we operate, walk around my shop, Learn about my sourcing strategies, you know, and you're really welcoming welcoming people in with like open arms, and that's because you have this vision about where things could be in four or five years, and if the industry grows, that it could be a po like a positive thing for you and your business. Right. And so that is extremely long range thinking, and it's gotten me thinking about certain things that we're doing in our business that have been difficult for me to wrap my head around. Like, okay, if I make this change to my pricing model now, my fear is like, okay, maybe I lose out on revenue, but maybe it's the, the right decision, decision for us to better serve our customers in the longer term, Yep. right? And so sure. being, uh, that's one, one thing I've learned from you in just this you know, short uh, period of time at the conference is to have a little bit more of that long range perspective. And I'm, I'm thinking of ways to, to bring that into our actions and our activities as a business as well. So I really want to thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate those kind words. That means a lot. I, I, uh, you know, I may may regret the wide open approach that I have to it, but I also think that too, like I said at the conference yesterday, if if we can each grow our businesses, grow the like acceptance of this industry and grow grow like awareness that the couch flipping is even a thing. I think that can have a big impact on on just the growth of the the market as a whole, the couch flipping industry as a whole. And I think too, if if one of these uh, flippers comes into the Denver area and just destroys us, you know, I think it kind of gives us an opportunity. We have we have built out up so much just customer awareness, brand awareness, just a lot of a lot of assets that I think you know would be valuable enough that rather than someone wanting to come in and just destroy us, I think they'd rather, it, it would make more sense for them to, you know, buy our, our brand, for example. 
and not that that's necessarily what where I'm where I'm headed with it, but I just think there's always opportunity, and I think you know even even if a competitor did come in, I could still see opportunity there. Just that you know maybe you know one or the other of us like buy each other's business, grow, get a bigger business, right? absolutely work out a deal, and that's it's so funny. Like uh, I won't get into the details of it. I don't think I'm it's my I'm at liberty to disclose this, but you know Roman is sell in the process of selling his business. Yeah. And if there wasn't a market of couch flippers competing with him, right. who would he sell that business to? Right. right? Yeah. There has to be other people getting into the game to create an opportunity like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Nick, thanks for having us. Thanks, Charles. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And looking forward to coming out next year as well. Definitely. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Awesome.